When it comes to entertainment in Los Angeles, one production company has it on lock. Young Baca Productions. From a bi-monthly show at the Airliner in Los Angeles, to the many shows, to the B-Side Forum, to the State of Battle Rap on the B-SideChannel.com, Young Baca Productions are putting together the dopest entertainment in Los Angeles, California, and beyond. Check them out on Wait the Flock Up Send You, YoungBacaProductions.com. the show you are now listening to wake the flock up with concept 714 and with me is uh my little daughter my little uh, seventh month old eight nine oh my she's two she's between she's she's between newborn and four i haven't determined yet she's nine months man uh she's 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 around she's you know what i'm saying uh i don't uh i I don't have a her for that long she seems like cool people to me uh she's she's definitely cool people uh i think we're getting there you know what i'm saying hi juliet we're we're working there uh we also have my uh sec my no my first eldest my first eldest the eldest (laughs) daughter that i have your firstborn (laughs) well yeah but i mean it's not like it's like uh so you can't be for yes that's what i meant <laughs> oh yeah she's uh, uh you're not nine Don't you're lie. eight she's <laughs> she's turning nine jamie's here my wife is here too spilling all the baby formula on the floor <laughs> just some, just some real life shit you know what i'm saying real life shit huh? <laughs> johnny b's here dips is here and uh havoc's in the front oh and uh nay's running around with a really satanic shirt on Hey, yeah. So yeah, so she 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 decided. Oh, she it's, changed it's it. It's a pentagram. I don't remember what it was, but I think she came in like shirtless and drew a pentagon and blood on her. Oh, something like that. I can't remember exactly it's, what it's it was. It's a pentagram. It's okay. And, uh, she came in <laughs> Haley, you know, like a hell Satan in here. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the details. I'm busy, man. Uh, <laughs> we're here at beautiful, what uh, formerly known as Distorted Truth, now called King's Corner. So the the. The place, the locations are dancing, we're moving on. Bigger and better things, you know what I mean? Awesome. All the time. So uh, we're here at a beautiful uh, King's Corner, 1020 North Batavia Street in Orange, California. Check them out for your venue needs. As you guys see, we're also a venue. We rent it out to shows and, and, and places like that. That's and uh, we also do all our merch out of here as well. All nice. Right. Yeah. So if you see any Wake the Flock of shirts, they're coming out of here. Right back, right dope, next door dope. to him. And that's all thanks to, to, uh, to Dips working his ass off, holding it together. He's a DJ, obviously, as you can see. And it's very hip hop oriented spot, so we love it here. It's our home, home sweet home. 
Definitely feels like home. Wakethefluck.net. Check out episodes like this one. And we've had our guests or one of our guests here already for the second time, which I'm loving because all these artists that have been on once, they're like, dude, when can I come back? I got some dropping. I had a great time. Come back again, right? So we have a, uh, we have three, we have about three other guests that we've had before coming back on again in the future. Uh, our means coming back on, uh, very recently. Um, and then a couple other surprises we want to hold on to, but we got it, we got it popping. Uh, so come check us out, wake the flock up.net, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check us out, show us some love. But without, uh, any more delay, right? We're sitting here with, uh, with, for, for, let's introduce yourselves. And, uh, are we uh, a group now or is this, let me know what's going on. So I'm sitting here with Rain Bizu. Uh huh. And, and I'm Stilo Free. Okay. Stilo Free. I haven't met yet. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. How did this happen? What is going on? Let me know. Um. Well, I mean, we first kind of met like over music. We kind of like started jamming together, and yeah. like over time, it became like a like a, a writer and co-writer kind of thing, and like an artist and producer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, like we pushed ourselves like on different levels to become like better as like an artist and yeah. producer in as many ways as we can. Um, and basically we have our first project coming out of it. And, and the beautiful thing about it is, um, we have our second project like halfway done at this, at the, at the finish of this one. So it feels good to have a project that's like ready to be polished up and pushed out and then have one that's pretty much like on the way. So you this is I mean? our second project already. No, this is, this is our first project we're talking about today. I'm just saying, I'm just letting you know, like, we're like, that's how hard we've been working. We've been working so hard that we have like a second project. That's oh, like, that's still, yeah, oh, that's so like you're, halfway done. That's what's up. So you guys are yeah. kind of went, went it all in and you're like, yeah, man, we got enough material. Let's just make a second one yeah. already. Basically, get, get ahead yeah. of yourselves. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. Yeah. So what, what kind of project are we talking about here? Like what genre? What does it include? Lucid Dreams is definitely hip hop. Um, it's, it's, uh, I like to think of it as a 90s reminiscent hip hop and R&B project. So, um, I know you're a big fan of Groove Theory. Yeah. We definitely have that kind of dynamic producer and songstress and songwriters. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think that I'm kind of, uh, resurrecting people like, you know, Aaliyah and Mm -hmm. Selena and, uh, Amy Winehouse in this project. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's been really fun. Um, this is like a really sample heavy, uh, project and we're distributing it for free but like he already said we've got an album that we're already working on and that's completely original stuff so we're really happy with it i I think the thing i like about lucid dreams is that um like when me and me and rain first met like i could tell she was like she was into hip-hop but like she knew like a lot more like hip-hop cats and like the underground more than me and like I, I could see that they like they all followed her and they all vibe with her real well. So like we always kept that kind of crowd in mind when we were creating our first project. Mm-hmm. And like that's pretty much like what our project is. It's like aimed towards like we wanted to keep it true to like the roots before we ventured out and kind of did any other genres, which we're doing now. Like we've always done other genres, like you know alternative kind of acoustic soul stuff, you know more like futuristic like R and B stuff. But like I feel like this is like you know like you know the most like us you know what i mean as far as a project you know what i mean it was very it was very it took a while to create and to polish and to perfect but at the same time like it was very like came like straight from the soul Mm -hmm. yes definitely (laughs) like it was a long time coming like me and him like we met back in 2011 and it's 2015 Mm -hmm. and we jammed and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote until you know like until we felt like we really earned these eight tracks. It's an eight track project. and So it's like an LP. 
it's an EP. Not, it's, okay, okay, it's an EP. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, what was the inspiration behind it? Was it just like okay, now I have the time, you have the time, let's make, finally make this work, or was it like a like what was the inspiration behind putting the project together to begin with? Um. Honestly, like it was just us vibing together. Like there wasn't really like a set plan. We just kind of just started making music and we started noticing like continuities between certain tracks and we just kind of let the inspiration take us. And um, yeah, it was just something that was really organic. I don't know. What do you think, Jer? I don't, it kind of goes back to the thing about how we were just like jammed so much and had so many songs that we didn't know what to do with. And like, I kind of always wanted to do something for free to give to the people. And it just like so happened that we had like one or two songs that were really hip hop and really sample based. And it was like, you know, like we didn't ever really want to go through the stress of getting the samples cleared and selling it. So it was kind of like a good way to have samples, give it away for free and have like a promo album. And like it's a blessing because like like we said before, we kind of have the second album already like, you know, lined up to just. You know, like maybe about a year, maybe even six months, like after the actual release of this project, we'll push the next one out and yeah. it'll be ready. You know what I mean? And this is my debut. So this is like my baby. Like I've I've done so like I'm an Aries and Aries are just like hella known for just like not finishing things that they start. And like Say it again. You're a procrastinator. Not even just a procrastinator. Um, we're just, I'm just the type of person, like, as soon as I get bored, like, I find the next thrill and I bounce. But, Uh-oh. like, I had to stay committed That's, to this. Especially, I don't know what it is. It, oh, okay. Look, I don't know what it is with girls. I don't understand the female the female species to me. is very weird. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think any man fully grasps. Well, because well, you know species. what it is? is because a dude's, like, try to approach life and every day like in a rational and logical type of mentality right so it's mm-hmm. like okay say for a dude it's like okay if i find a girl that's like that i'm really attracted to and she's really nice and we got the chemistry going i'm good here i'm set good even if it's like your third day you're like okay i'm good i'm good this is gonna be like okay this is what my life is gonna be like but a girl if a girl gets like okay at that point in like two weeks they're like oh i'm good i'm bored i get bored you know what I'm saying? Instead of like, I think if you take it back yeah. to like the hunter mentality where like, if a, if a hunter, a guy finds a cave, we're good. We're solid, right? It's the but indecisiveness, dude. Have you ever seen a, <laughs> have you ever seen a woman get a, a Hallmark card for someone? Oh, it takes she, for, dude, she's there for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. She doesn't Jeremy, know what the perfect card is. It's still, Jeremy calls it the candy bar effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Well, why, why, the candy why bar? The candy it's bar? like a kid going to the candy bar. As soon as you pick up the Butterfinger, you want the payday. Yeah. You know what I mean? As soon as you grab one, you want the other one. First of all, it takes you 20 minutes to decide what you want. And when you're walking away with what you want, you don't know if you really want them. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, uh, and again, it's, it's the, it's what makes girls, it's part of the beauty of females, right? Mm. That, but it's also like a really fucking nagging and annoying thing <laughs> that you guys do. Oh, we love you for doing it, but it's super annoying at the same time. Well, it and, keeps it exciting. <laughs> but see, what I'm saying is like, for like a dude, like, if, if we were to like, like I said, we found a cave. We're running away from a tiger, we find a cave, we're good. We're solid. We, we know this cave is safe. But a girl in that same cave will be like, Oh, you know what? Let's go find a different cave. Like, no, no, why? Why? What's, oh, I just don't like the vibe. It's off. And, and maybe it could be a little this, but then you're like, yeah, but we have a cave and we're not getting fucking our asses ate by a target, right? We're good. But it's the, it's a female thing. And, um, see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you're like, Oh, I, a couple, a couple of times I get bored, then I move on. They're like, that's, 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it makes for good stories like down the line when you're 50, but when you're like 23, <laughs> it just really annoying, fucks yeah. with it too. Like, why should break up with you? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Were you nice? I was so and then the girl he was he was too nice. <laughs> he was too this. He was too Oh, that's me as fuck. <laughs> and, and I you know for you though, but yeah. but for us it'd be like, oh, she's really nice, she's really dope, she fits my Okay, cool. I'm good. Let's just ride it until we. Sometimes can. you need that just a tiny bit of controversy. Okay. I think that's why girls like assholes. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no, that's true. You know what I mean, yeah. Well, in this case, it mm-hmm. definitely was like a blend of like just pushing each other and just like trying to find something better. Like, like as artists, like both of us are just like we're constantly changing and we're constantly evolving and it's either I have to keep up with him or he has to keep up with me and I challenge each other yes and I guess that's what makes making music with each other so exciting because you know like even if I were to come up with something that's like man this shit is so dope he's like "Eh, let's try this maybe you could word this a little bit differently and like it just really makes me think about my music and like I mean coming from a situation from many situations where like I was never really criticized like for my music or people just tell me I'm dope as fuck like it's nice to have somebody that's like like we can make that better right like let's try this instead i think guys under appreciate that fact that a female wants that right Mm -hmm. just like uh okay i'll tell you this and he he's he's one of my friends he's a dude but everyone always gives him props like all the time right Mm -hmm. and i got to sit down with him talking just one-on-one and he, he told me something that i won't forget he said man i wish people would tell me i suck dude Damn. because and, it motivates you be, yeah. because of that and he goes and because not they can't all possibly think that so yes. there was well, somebody oh, I feel that. I totally feel somebody's that. bullshitting me and i don't know who it is and it's really fucking bothering me because i don't know if it's this dude or it's this dude but they're both friends you know what i'm saying like or you even like see it's even like the point of like i'd like to be interested in what you think i could do better right you know what i mean like everything i'm doing can't just be that amazing like it just can't because no one does everything that's that amazing so if you could tell me like where i could you know do things better then it would just help me that much be more much more awesome yeah absolutely and and uh because someone that's that's always getting like a lot of compliments right mm-hmm. i think the one thing that they do is like want is beyond everything is honesty at some point yeah. Like, oh, yeah like stop fucking kissing my ass all the time and give me the reality yeah let me know what it is i don't have that problem because people yeah. really do. <laughs> dude i get into i get like i don't know what it is about me if it's like the way i say it or the persona that i give off right but when i if i say something negative about somebody else that shit spreads like waffle oh no if i'm just that oh, dude but i never say anything with the intentions of like disrespecting or hurting yeah, someone yeah, yeah, right because yeah. we're Grown adult, I'm not 11. Yes. I'm not here to fucking tease you, bro. Yes. If I tell you something, it's because it's an honest opinion. Yeah. And, I, and we yeah. appreciate that. Like, I, think, I appreciate that. I, I would hope so. I hope more dudes would think that way. Yeah, well, that's definitely our dynamic. Yeah. Like, like he's like my, uh, like, I'm like Amy Winehouse, and he's, who's the oh, producer no. for Amy Winehouse? What's his name again? <laughs> um What's his name? What, What's Mark his name? Ronson? Mark Ronson. Like she <laughs> kept it so no, she kept it so real with him. Like she would just tell him, "Yo, like I'm not really feeling this." And like same with him. Like like through all that tension, they were able to create like such a masterpiece yeah. and like the final album of Amy Winehouse is like one of my prime inspirations and like 
I mean, honesty is definitely the best policy when you're when you're trying to make something that has longevity. Like you're not going to come up with songs in the key of life if you got a bunch of fucking yes men surrounding you and, you know, blowing smoke up your ass and telling you how dope you are. Like that's what happened to Bill Withers. Like Bill Withers, like he was having trouble coming up with good music because everybody was just hyping him up so much. And it was very different than when he created Grandma's Hands or he created, you know, Ain't No Sunshine. And like, Mm -hmm. like that's what I aspire to surround myself with. Like that's why like I really treasure like my relationship with Stilo is because like I know he's never gonna fucking bullshit me and I know that our commitment is always to preserving hip-hop and preserving good music and also to just be forward thinking when it comes to like creating it's um people that are involved in music right uh have kind of like an insight on things and you're able to like if you're an artist you can you you have you have an insight lane on judging other other art. Like you're like, okay, oh, I oh that's dope brush stroke. If you're a painter, oh that's dope. Yeah. I really like how you use this color. Uh-huh. Oh, I would have personally shaded in here more than uh-huh. there. You know, so you have that. So when I listen to like music, I'm like, oh, okay, this is someone who no one around them gives a fuck about that person. Like whoever made this song is this is how you know that no one around you is really real to you because mm. this song fucking sucks. Yeah, and it's like no the American one, Idol reject. Not the engineer, not the producer, not his homie. No one said. It. Hey, dude, seriously, dog, rethink that line. Well, the thing no about that is, that. the thing about that is that's where, well, me and Rain have been talking a lot about discernment. Like, you can kind of discern from people who are honestly trying to critique you and people who are honestly trying to hate on you because if, if they really wanted to honestly critique you, they'll tell you exactly what they think needs to be better. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who's hating on you, they're just gonna be like, man, that sucks. Or the people that are riding you know I mean? on your coattails will also just tell you anything that you want to hear because they're just trying to, you know. A person that, that's like honestly critiquing you will tell you what it is and then even give you an idea of what you can do to fix it, yeah. right? Yes. Because that means they really gave it thought. Yeah. So they're like, dude, instead of that line, you should say this. And they'll go, because it'll do, do better four, di- four lines. You know what I'm saying? You get it. But someone that goes, dude, that shit's garbage. That just sucks. And like no productive comments behind that. You can, you can, hater, you yeah. can tell. But I think also it's important, like I, we, we've talked about it before, like one of the words that's really hurting hip hop and music in general is the word hater, where everyone just labeled a hater mm-hmm. if you have an opinion that's not the, the popular opinion. Right? Yeah. Automatically, you're a hater. No, you're a hater, bro. Why are you fucking hating? It's like I'm, I'm stating my opinion and it just goes against what you and all your friends have been telling you. I don't know you, dude. Like I honestly just think that this could be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's a very like dangerous line where walking of hater and not hater. Yeah. Opinion and bullshit. Like you just got to well, be it just becomes a It just becomes a defense mechanism. Like yeah. even even when someone is trying to honestly critique you and you don't want to hear it, that's when that's even when you can say it just as a defense mechanism. And that that, that doesn't help the situation either. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's it comes to that need of that level of discernment where you have to be like, all right, I trust this person. That's why you got to have people around you that you trust. That's why you have listening parties and shit like that. Stuff like that because you know you want you want to you want people whose opinion you know is going to be honest and that you value that's going to be like all right this 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 is good whose opinions matter at the end of the day like dude not everyone's opinion matter because not everyone knows what they're talking about so if like uh someone like i don't know like eminem who never will never do this right here's a song and tweets you something like bro dope but blank listen to that because this is a professional, someone who obviously, but if it's MC who gives a shit, tweets you, this is that, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. Be like, okay, am yes. I really going to consider this or am I not? Don't let it ruin your atmosphere or vibe, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
it's a part of also being mature, like being able to deal with criticisms oh, and yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's professional. It, there's levels to everything, you know? And it's important. Yes. Well, that's a big thing as an artist because you want to be confident about your work and you want to be like, I made that and it sounds good. But as yeah. soon as, as soon as you hear that, oh, you know, this could be better, it, it, you know, you gotta, you gotta not take it so personal. You gotta, yeah. you gotta make sure that it's coming from a place of someone trying to help you instead of someone trying to tell you that you're not good. You and, know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you gotta be thick skinned about it too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I remember when I first started working with Stilo, like I would take any criticism really, really personally because I was just so used to being the type A personality that got praised by everybody. You know, I'm like, like, like how I was telling you at our last interview, like I'm, you know, I'm the family member that like graduated from college or like honors and like all that stuff. So it's, it was like, it was rare for me to get any kind of like controversial opinion. So yeah. for me to find somebody that was like really interested in like letting me know where I could improve. It was, it was refreshing like, to you. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, because at the end of the day, we all really want to do our best with whatever it is that we're doing. Right. So we're like a normal being, normal human being with goals and ambitions, whatever it is you're doing, you want to do a good job. And when you realize like, Oh, for whatever reason, because I got money, because mm-hmm. uh, someone of praise or, uh, you know, whatever it is, someone wants something from me that, that uh, that's more than just like a conversation or a relationship, right? Mm. You kind of, uh, you, you'll you start getting nothing but compliments. Compliments, compliments, compliments. And at the end of the day, you're just like, fuck, man, this is, this is annoying. It's not yes. helpful. I, I, you know, what, yeah. what, back to what life said was like, I don't trust anyone anymore because someone's got to be lying. Mm-hmm. And it, it helps you yeah. grow as an artist too, to like, okay, maybe they're right. Maybe I can look at it differently, right? Yeah. So how did you approach this project as opposed to uh, solo projects? I don't know because like... Did you I have honestly, many solo projects before that? Um, Yeah, I did actually. Okay. Um, that's which kind of which stuff I've grown out of. Like even the way I rap and the things I talk about and the kind of production I have, I've kind of just stepped away from that. It's kind of stepped a little few steps further. Um, But I mean, as far as like Rain's project, my one rule was there's not going to be no features. It's going to be all you mm. because I just, you know, I wanted her to showcase her talent and I'm just, I'm tired of, you know, her being put in situations where it's like, all right, I'm going to do this song for you and we're going to put my homie on it. Like, I didn't want any of that. I wanted to just be all her because she's so talented and like the way she writes and, and the kind of like synergy that we give to each other when we work together is just, it's just so awesome. And I just wanted to showcase her. So like, I don't know, like when I do my projects, like, I totally have me in mind. Whereas when I had, when I was doing Rain's projects, you know, I totally just had her in mind. Like I wasn't even thinking about, you know, what kind of cut I was going to get at the end of the day or what kind of credit I was going to get or like whatever the case may be. Like it was, it was, it was like one of the most selfless things like I've tried to produce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, you know, when you're an artist and you can't produce, you got a lot of producers who are like, all right, I really like this talent. I want to walk away with something at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So you, it's, it's kind of hard to discern and separate, you know, which producers are really helping you for you and how much they're helping you for them and you and how good it is for the relationship and how good it is for everybody, you know what I mean? Because you never want to be taken advantage of, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and when she tells me her stories of how she works with other people and, you know, other things like that, it's just, you know, it, it kind of, We've been talking about how, how you gotta like separate the people who are, are truly there to help you and people who are there to, you know, ride your coattail. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, 
And, you know, it, it's, you know, because maybe you might think someone's there to to not help you and they are there to help you. And, it, and it's, it's the reverse situation that you don't want to be in. You know what I mean? So it's it's all about, you know, making good choices and having good intentions at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was totally opposed to that. Like, I was like, Jared, like, why, why don't you want, like, why don't you want to be in the project? Like, I would love it if you could do, like, a verse on, like, one yeah. song. And he's like, Well, nah. so you're not even on it. No. No. Oh, okay. You did all the production, but yeah. no features on you at all. Nope. No. I mean, there's oh, one okay. song I didn't produce. It was the uh, When It's Good single because you know that's from the um camp low beat yeah. so we just took that and make an r&b song out of it and then yeah. all the other ones i produced i uh-huh. mean they're all samples and um like uh like the intro uh it was uh it's the same sample from dead presidents so it's that kind of like mm-hmm. you know try to keep like you know we fused we fused we fused we used a few hip-hop samples and it was very fun to do because like when you when you make a beat using samples it's like there's a piece of it that's already there and there's a there's something in that song that makes you say dang i want to i want to recreate something like that and 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 that's what we stuck to on this album that was hip-hop about it it was taking something that that you heard and making your own thing out of it and that's one of the most beautiful things out of lucid dreams because it's about you know being inspired by something and manifesting something from it
Do we have videos out yet? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> YouTube. Yes. Okay. Uh, what about the project itself? Where can we download it? Where can we find it? It hasn't been released yet. Oh, we I are... get the exclusive. I like that. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Um, it hasn't been when released. When will it be released? Uh, we, we expect it to be released next month. We're in the oh. works for planning a release party. We could use all the help that we can get. Yeah. So if you know anybody that wants to get involved, we, we kind of have a venue in mind. Yeah. Um, we're looking more for like promotional to really get people there to check it out. Mm. We, we want to get the right audience there. Yeah. And uh, especially because this is this is most definitely like a passion project. This is like something that we created like not really um not really focusing on any other outcome but creating good music that we know people are yeah. really going to love and like, you know, I'm I'm very connected with like people that like attend Park Jam with people that attend like like a Beat Swap Meet, definitely interested in, in in developing a cult following like people like Erica Badu, like that's what I'm interested right. in when it comes to this project and so um we released one single, it's called When It's Good and it's been out for a few months now and then we just finished uh filming um, another music video for the song I'm Ready which is also part of Lucid Dreams and we did it all in downtown LA and mm -hmm. um, so we're excited because we're going to release that one soon but yeah this is all like super in the works and we're just we're just excited because it's a long time coming yeah. like a super long oh, time yeah. coming how long did it take to get the project um put together and released and ready to go let's see well like, specifically the stage we're in now is uh we finished filming the i'm ready video and that's the single we want to release when we release the actual project and the project the stuff that is at now is we just pretty much need to write our thank yous that are going to go in the booklet and then we're going to send that in get a test copy and then as soon as we can get that printed and get the, all the investments in so we're looking at like maybe three weeks until like it's solid in our hands thousand copies with the music video ready um from start to finish though from from when you started how long did it take um we did our first song probably about two and a half maybe three years ago yeah oh okay but it, it's weird though because at the time that we did that song and we like did the first one or two songs we it wasn't something that was like all right we're gonna do a project of this yeah, yeah. it was something that just came together yeah, it, it was something that was just like all right we have this song that sampled and then we have this other song that someone else made the beat so it's like you know we're not gonna worry about getting these clear we might as well put it on an ep or a mixtape and and use that to promote whatever we do next mm -hmm. yeah this wasn't even like a like we this wasn't even a priority like that we were just making songs to make songs and honestly like at the time that we created the first song um which is called montreal i think that was in like 2012 december of 2012 we started this project officially and we didn't even know we were starting it like we, I was focused on a completely different genre. Mm -hmm. Like, he had gotten me super into Adele. Like, huge. Like, remember I told you yeah. that I'm hella into Adele yeah. and I, like, know all her songs? Yeah. It's because of him. Adele's, Adele's amazing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Amazing oh, yeah. vocalist. Absolutely. And so he got me into Adele and I got him into Amy Winehouse. Yeah. And so that's what we were working on at the time. Like, we were just trying to focus on making this this sound. And we that's that project isn't even done. Like, we oh, totally yeah. pushed I mean, that we to have, the That's side. probably the project we have the most songs. And that's not even the project that we're talking about that's the project after this. That's a third separate project. Yeah. So we got so an like, acoustic soul. Yeah. yeah. And that's not fully produced. We got this, which is 90s reminiscent hip hop, definitely for like the, the true hip hop heads. And then we've got like a really futuristic hip hop and R&B So album. we definitely plan on working a lot together in the future. 
Oh, oh yeah. yes. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. That's because you came in here last time and it was just, well, you had a different partner yes. for a different project that yes. you did. Yes. Medicine Johnson. Medicine Johnson. Shout out to Medicine. You, he, uh, he, you guys came in and, um, he, but because then when you were like, I don't even know if there'll be a second project, like you were kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's, it's not to like knock him or anything, yeah. but, um, I, I really have a commitment to working on, things with with stilo mm-hmm. like i really have a firm commitment like we have a really really cool vibe not to knock like my vibe with medicine johnson but he's like a rapper and mm-hmm. that's his deal and i'm more of a solo artist so yeah. he can always like hit me up and we could do Features a feature on whatever, a song yeah. Yeah. but as far as like being a group like that's too much of a commitment for me mm-hmm. especially when i intend on being a solo artist yeah. and i already have a very well established relationship with stilo right like and and so sometimes uh the chemistry for like the next project is not there or the vibes not, or the, even the vision like I can't see myself doing it again like just because I, artistically I'm I'm done with this yeah and it's I'm like more, a, yeah, I heard a Chris Tucker on the radio talking about why he wasn't gonna do the next Friday and why he'd rather do a rush hour because like when he did the first Friday it was just in that time it was the vibe was right. Right. You know what I mean? He said he was saying he didn't want to do a next Friday because he didn't want to ruin it for all the all the true fans that love him for that movie. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do something that that wasn't genuine. Mm. So it yeah. kind of it, that kind of like resonated with me, you know yeah, what I mean? It, it, but then I like just specifically for that it kind of raised a lot of questions like well, what's going on and then Ice Cube kind of saying you know, throwing some jabs at him a couple times. Oh, see, you know? I didn't know about all that. Oh, dude, like well, well according to Ice Cube it was uh Chris Tucker wanted too much money. Oh. Like okay. he kept Asking him to come back every other Friday or every Friday from there. And he oh, just yeah. wanted his, he just wanted way too much. Oh, and he was According. on, you know, it's funny when he was on the interview, he said he only got 10,000 for Friday or something like That's that. Insane. I don't know. If, I don't know if he was kidding or I don't know if he was serious yeah. or bitter. It kind of sounded like an honest statement. So that kind of be, that might be a part of it. Yeah. He might be want to be reimbursed for the new project and the old project, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> whichever well, Chris, way around it goes. Chris Tucker made the movie. You know, oh, like yeah. It was oh, without yeah. Smokey. You oh, my couldn't, God. I can't yeah. imagine anyone else playing him, you know, in the way he lounged in on that stuff. So, but uh, he was kind of like, a, oh, man, I wish he came back. Wish he came back. Wish he came yeah. back. And yeah. then, which is that, you know. Yo, I'm going to be real honest with you. I was a very sheltered Mexican girl growing yeah. up. I, I knew nothing about Friday yeah. until I met him. Like, and <laughs> as a grown adult, have you ever seen, remember that Friday? I've never seen Friday. What? Yeah. yeah, she it finally was, gets the by Felicia reference. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea what by Felicia. I remember, was I remember when when at the house they were starting to say by Felicia, and I'm like, because I I was thinking it can't be from a movie that was 14 years old, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like, what are you guys? Is this? What do you guys? Something like, oh, we don't know where it came from. It's oh, a research. No. The only reference I have is by Felicia, yeah, like by from Felicia. you know from yeah. the Cube saying it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude, Such that's how. Oh, right what y'all smoking? Yeah. <laughs> so old now. I'm watching all these movies, and I, I, I. Do you remember? Oh, I've never seen it. Like my cousins. Wait, never, what year was that film? It had to be like '97. So that's like. 18 years now. Dude, that's a long fucking time, yeah. dog. See, that's, that's exactly like what we wanted to bring back with Lucid Dreams. Like, that's yeah. exactly what we're pointing to. That, like, that vibe, that energy. Yeah, there. like even our videos, like I have a video coming up pretty soon and then I have an, another video that I filmed a while ago and they're both super 90s vintage status. Like, we definitely want to just give it that vibe. Um, we were like, we're really about like just like we're 90s kids, you yeah. know, like we, we wanted to bring back that feeling and like you know we we just started having an obsession and like i mean i don't know if you've ever read think or grow think and grow rich or you've ever read rich dad poor dad or any like 
no, Napoleon no, no. Hill. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Though. Like yeah. it, you know, it talks about Napoleon Hill talks about how like when you have like a very big desire, it and it turns into an obsession. Like like that's when you really know that it can turn into something really big. And right. lucid dreams, like I don't know if you know what l- lucid dreaming is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, lucid dreams is all about just taking whatever reality you really you really love and you have a deep passion for. It's, it's kind of contradictory, yeah. right? Lucid and dreaming. Yeah. Isn't that like the complete, complete yes. opposite? Yes, it's yeah. awake dreaming. Yeah. But it, once you realize that we're constantly in a dream state, like, you know, we're spirits, like, somos espíritus, but at the same time, like, we're given this body in a very temporary state and we belong elsewhere, you know, like, we belong to God, like, then you can really understand what it means to be in a dream and what it really means to have free will and, and, and to have the power to create your own experiences. And so that's what we wanted to create with, with this project, with Lucid Dreams. Like, it's, it's definitely all about taking what we love and what makes us happy and projecting it into the now. What do you think, Jeremy? That, well, that's kind of like the running thing of the album. It's like, you know, like basically like that whole like, you know, if you dream it, you can do it, you know, yeah. and like it kind of just her wanting to have a project for so, so, so long and her trying to find her sound and her trying to like have something that she wanted to say that actually she meant and it wasn't something that was disgenuine and, and it was actually, you know, original and something that she really loved. It's like, you know, that's for that's for that to be the running thing by the album for us to capture that message and for that to be what the album's about like it's kind of just like that first lap of like all right i can do it so you know let's do more you know what i mean it's like that's what it's about yeah definitely I, i'm all for dreaming i'm all i'm all for it. like a, like i i like a what we'll say we're driving down the street and i'll see a for sale sign on a, on a house and there's like an open house i'll try to convince my wife to like let's get out and just go look at the house right yeah because i think uh, or even when I was like really young, when I was maybe like when, when I was like 18, 19, even when I, into my 20s, I was like, I would drive down to Corona Del Mar, right? And I don't live anywhere near Corona Del Mar. Mm-hmm. I live in Anaheim. So it's like, you know, apartment, all that stuff. But I would drive down there and drive through the houses, like multi-million dollar houses. Oh, yeah. And I would just like sit. And to me, these are, these are castles. These are humongous. Like the, their backyard is the beach. Like these are expensive, huge, huge houses and just makes you feel so little. Like, okay, you're happy in your apartment until you leave your apartment and then realize yeah. there's an entire world out there yeah. of more things you need to achieve and you need to uh-huh. do. And you're, you know, you're not getting any younger. Things are coming. And I will, even to this day, I, still, I like to, it kind of encourages you to dream. Yeah, when you yeah. dream, it encourages you yeah. more to get out of your house and go do stuff. Yeah, when you go see those houses, you see, you know, that they're real and they exist and someone did it so that someone did it. You can do it too. And it's not Superman with like uh, superhuman strength. It's like a regular yeah. human being just like you with a fucking brain yeah. was able to accomplish that, right? Yeah. So yeah. you are able to do the same. Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to Paulus Virtus, but that's like, yeah. the closest like nice neighborhood to my house and and that's what we do we go we go drive around the hills and go house watching look at houses yeah. and like, dang like we're gonna live in that someday you know yeah. you think like okay is this a doctor is this yeah. a lawyer yeah. what is this who who is this person that lives here like i used to want to go knock and be like i just want to know what you do for a living like oh my i just gosh, i'm just yes. curious what path took you to owning this beautiful gorgeous home right yes and uh and it is okay because I'm a, I'm able to do this, right? So it encourages you to get off your ass and start doing more things. Like yes. I told my wife, I feel like I I live two three weeks worth in one week because I do so much, so much fucking. I'm busy all the time. Serious mm-hmm. shit. I got three other podcasts that I do besides this one now 
and then nice. I do the yes. I do the album review show uh, on Tuesdays. We're gonna and, need your help with that. And then I I intern <laughs> on iHeartRadio, uh, so it's <gasps> like yeah, I'm out of the house all the time. Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta but do you're that. living the dream, and that's what I tell her. You know, uh, someone somewhere told me I don't remember who it was. They're like, if you don't want a nine to five, be prepared to work all day. Yep. Oh yeah. Because and that's what, really what it is, right? And I still got a nine to five that I go to. So it's, so it's, I'm not there yet, but the steps are, are, are placing themselves for me to just chill and do what I love to do. But that's but how it has to be. I wasn't like that all the time. This just happened maybe two, three years ago. Yeah. Before that, I was just like content with what I had. I was really like, okay, well, I, I got gas and I got a roof. I'm good. It was just like that basic, right? Yeah. But it wasn't until like, uh, I got married and started like the kids and all this stuff started growing up. And I'm like, we can't all live in the two bedroom. Or forever, we're yeah. multiplying, you know. So it, it kind of gave me that bump of dreaming. Yes. Me to like, let's just go see what's out there. Take yes. a risk. Yes, exactly. You know, for Lucid Dreams, a, a few of the songs that are in that project are based on dreams that I actually had. Like, I've, I've always been like a very detailed dreamer. Like, my dreams can go on for days. They could be episodic. They've been prophetic. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really trippy, actually. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and so I based it off of that because I wanted to just not only remind myself, but remind other people that, like, all right, you have your dreams. Well, now you gotta wake up and now you gotta live them. And, yeah. like, just the process of writing it down and really, like, um, uh, you know, just, uh, what's the word? Drawing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of having it be in that very elusive state and, and really like making it a concrete thing that I could listen to and that I could follow and that can be like a mantra, like that's what really enabled me to like keep my feet moving. Like, I mean, I remember I would listen to albums and I'd be like, how did they do that? Like, how is it that every, like, like Miseducation of Lauren Hill, like how on earth are all those songs bomb? Like, how do I not skip a song? And like, that's, that's what I wanted to recreate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we wanted to recreate. Like, you know, and I was the impatient one. Like, mm-hmm. like I was like, come on, let's release it now. And he's like, nah. And like, so we really, we, we really wanted to just like take whatever dreams that we had, whatever like thoughts that we were thinking and turn them into something concrete, just like you do when yeah. you go to Corona Del Mar and you look at all those houses and you start thinking like, all right, what do these people do for a living? Mm-hmm. Same thing with my dreams. It's like, all right, well, how do I make this into art? How do I make this speak to other people? Like, how is this going to inspire mm-hmm. people and turn into a collective project? And like, man, I feel a profound sense of achievement now that I've actually done it. Cause like I said, like, I don't really, I don't really commit. <laughs> but this you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. So you see the, the results of committing to something. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> It feels good. <laughs> it, it does. It, it, it feels good to see something all the way through. Yes. Oh, like yeah. starting something. And I think that's the only reason why we do music. Like, because if, dude, we, we, we write it, we produce it, we engineer it, which is a pain in the ass to engineer, a pain in the ass to write. I mean, it's, it takes a lot of time and work to come up with three minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> that, that at the end, the only reward you're, you're, you're honestly going to get is, oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yes. That's it. Just the You're fact right. that it makes you You're feel right. dope. Like that I, I created something dope. Like this is tight. Yeah. And people, when it comes reciprocal, like, dude, 
That's tight. Your friend, oh, okay. They, they, it makes you, yeah. and that's it. Just yeah, a feeling yeah. of accomplishment. Yes. That's yeah. all our generation has, really. It's like these small little chapters of accomplishment, you know? But it's not just that. Like, creation is like, I mean, for you to create a song is just like creating a child. It's like creating a business. Like, yeah. that sense of accomplishment that you are in his image. You're a creator just like your creator. Like, mm-hmm. like that's the most important thing for us to realize when we're creative people. Like, yeah. for me, I get really depressed when I'm not creative because I'm losing my divinity by just sitting down and just letting life play before me. It's you're not living to your potential. Yeah. That's all it really comes down to is like you have the potential to do so much. That's why it's like such a heartbreaking thing to see like a someone that you used to know is like a drug addict now. Or yeah. like a complete like you're like, damn, all the possibilities. Yeah. All the things that you you were you were able to do and and you're not now. That's really what really kills us, especially when people die young. That's the first thing you think of, like, oh, He's so young. It's, oh, he's, the possibilities are done. Like, he, he was so, had so much potential. Now that's never going to be. Yeah. And that's what it kills. So, and it kills you inside. It's like, oh, you know, you're not living to your potential. Yeah. You yeah. know that. You're, so that's why you keep going to the drugs or the abusive husband or girlfriend or, cause you're like, okay, I could do it, but um, you're punishing yourself a little bit. You well, it's I mean? all fear. It's fear of your potential yeah. to turn to drugs or to turn to addictive compulsive behaviors they because they lock you in a cycle where you don't have to face the fact that you are responsible for the way that your yeah. life turns out yeah yeah and, absolutely you know you could play the victim oh it, it, there's, there's so many <laughs> no it's heavy it's heavy yeah. but that i used to, i used to like people like oh people are scared of their own success right they are and when i was a kid i never understood that man i was like how what? could you possibly <laughs> be that? and even like now i don't I don't believe, well, okay, no, that's not true. I believe it, but I don't understand it. Cause I'm not that person who's scared of my own success. Like I wish, I want to be way more successful than this. Like I cannot wait to be more successful. That's why I do so much shit. Cause I'm hoping one day someone to get the call. All right, now come up to the big games and here's your station. Here's this. Like I can't wait for that. Right. Yeah. But there's people that are just like, dude, like, I, I, the change and i think some of it dude it might be like you know people are scared of the embarrassment like what if i really 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 go for a hundred percent and then it just doesn't happen then i look like the guy that just never made it you know like and there there's a there's a lot of fear and, and when when you could start to you know get caught up in that mentality and that's why it's always good to have a good head and have a good mentality like that's where it starts at you know what i mean because nothing starts out of just falling out of your lap it's always going to be something that it's either going to be i could do that or i can't do that let me ask you this you personally what do, do you think it's better to have never been or to be a has-been? That's a tough question. I don't know. I I don't know. I just don't like to put those kind of questions into my vortex because it's just <laughs> it puts you in a different mentality. But to on to to, to well, in this answer game, it, you're gonna be one or the other. To, yeah. To answer right? it um, hypothetically, I'd say. Um, I don't know, dude. That's a tough one, dude. Well, I can't honestly well, answer that. I'd have to meditate Is it really? Is it really tough? Because um, the fact that you didn't try at all, that kind of, that, I think that's the worst thing. Trying true. and go. made it, and now your time is gone or your, your moment's passed, right? Yeah, but if that. you're not even having the self kind of courage and devotion to yourself to attempt it, 
I think that's going to be way worse when you're 60 than, oh, I made it. I was. Now I I'm totally not. I totally agree with that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I accept both of those things. I think a has-been is somebody that's constantly evolving. You move from one season of your life where you were creative in a certain way, mm-hmm. and now you're moving into another. Mm-hmm. And then a never-been is just somebody that hasn't fully awakened to their potential. And I they, don't know. They has, I think a has-been to me is like kind of like a mentality, too. Like You yeah. have to be able to tell yourself, I did it, and now I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. But There's you a negative can, you connotation can, to yeah, that. Yeah, you can also be someone that's like, all right, I made that one hit and everyone loved it and I didn't write any songs after that. That was my perfect, that was my purpose. I'm totally fine with that. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's why. I, it's a I, third know. perspective. Yeah. A husband oh, yeah. is a third perspective. It's an outsider's perspective yeah. thing. Because like uh, you could argue and it'd be a dumb argument like Nas always a has-been, right? Well, Nas is still making albums, bro. He might not be Nas yeah. from I Am from the Verse album, yeah, yeah. but he's Nas from Daughters like now shit. Yeah. So Nas is kind of work, uh, he built his career in a way that he uh, still is and yeah. still will be very much like yeah. Nas at this point can't really do too much damage to his career yeah. unless he absolutely just fucking loses it and that's not going to happen. Oh, you know man. What I'm saying? Like, yeah. The credibility that he's building, that's the career. Those are the types of careers that you want to build for yourself, right? Yeah. I think it also matters with what decisions you make. Like I was horrified the other day when I saw that um, uh, Madonna was singing in a song with Nicki Minaj <laughs> and the song I promise you it was on YouTube and Vivo and the song had more dislikes than likes and people were commenting like yo you just need to stop singing like you just need to cut it out like I don't know why you're trying to resurrect your career with Nicki Minaj and, <laughs> and, 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 and she could have gone it a completely different way as in like I'm not competing with these young chicks because that's what she's doing now she's like hey I'm still relevant like these girls are so I'm gonna make songs she could have gone and been hey I'm fucking Madonna and I'm going to do Madonna by my Sade. She could have been Sade. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm Sade. I don't need features from you. Features from, I'm Sade. I'm not going to drop fucking Multiplamas every album. But you know what? Every album is going to be respectable. Every album is going to be well done. Yeah. And, my legacy, and my legacy will be clean. Yeah. So Madonna fucked all that up, kissing Britney Spears and doing all this other bullshit. She ruined her Madonna yeah. legacy. Yeah. And now she's just a joke. I, I agree. And the same thing with Britney Spears. She recently did a song with Iggy Azalea and yeah. it's like, it's, it's parallels. It, it was garbage. Iggy didn't too. even like it. Yeah. She's exactly. like, that song was. She was paid. <laughs> Iggy was talking shit on Britney. Did you see that? She was, Iggy was talking shit on Britney Spears after the song was done. She's just like, okay, well. Oh, that sucked. Like, <laughs> like that, she goes, I'll never work with her ever yeah. again. Because it, it was money. That's hella unprofessional, yeah. though, anyway. Yeah, I I'm wouldn't I'm sure do there was that. some behind. Can you imagine oh, yeah. them two in the same room? Well, yeah. How much, yeah. like, uh, cuntiness was in the atmosphere? There <laughs> 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 was oh, heavy yeah. amounts. In the, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, She's still talking. really early in her well, career. What do I though. want? The empty bottle. Iggy? Yeah. yeah, you know she yes, was I would uh, love nominated for a, a Grammy. Was she nominated I mean, for a it Grammy? Makes sense, dude. Uh, yes, please. And people are really upset about it. Who was nominated for a Grammy? Oh, yes. Uh, sorry about Iggy that. Azalea. Yeah, Iggy Azalea was nominated for a Grammy. She won Rap Album of the Year. So it's like at this point, whoever's handing out these just BET's lost all credibility. All these all these shows just don't matter anymore. A lot of people are saying you. that you know the music industry is dead, and that gives me a little bit of hope because I I really enjoy the fact that I chose the independent route as opposed to getting signed. It's like a it's like let's say like a fairy tale like where the giant is like the the leader of the crowd right and all the and all the all the all the villagers are like oh man oh we just heard the giant died okay big, who gives a shit. Now it's, we can do what now we, we want to do. Now we can live without having to be scared. And, yeah. And, and yeah. we can really create without compromising ourselves. I mean, because people don't take what's on the radio as seriously as they used to. Only the kids. I don't think they should. 
Oh, you definitely should. I don't think anyone really like over 25 really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just the kids growing up because that's what they're growing on, which is a damn pity. It's a shame. Yeah. It makes me wonder though about when we were kids. Uh, were the old ones thinking the same no, way about it? No, we were it? good. Like, I'm, I'm wondering. We were good. Well, because like, okay, it depends if you're talking like hip hop genre. Yeah. That was the best years of hip hop thus far. And I oh, can't yeah. see any better years coming in the future. Yeah. yeah. So like those were the, the days of like where hip hop hit its stride and was like, this About is 92 a, to 99. When it was just like yeah. Pac, Biggie, uh, uh, you know, and, and not even just them, like independently too, it was just happening madly and all the atmosphere was just these dope. I don't know, man. Honestly, out. I think mainstream hip hop is taking a good turn right now. Honestly. Yeah, even, it is changing. Even, even with the stuff that's not so conscious, because once you come from a perspective where you're like, all right, this is some turn up shit. Like, I'm not even going to take this shit seriously. It's fun to go to the club and turn up and do all that shit. But as long as you're not taking it seriously at the end of the day and you are looking for something that has substance and has meaning it has a message that you resonate with but you can still also have fun with the stuff that you're supposed to have fun with and even though it might not have longevity and people will still be talking about it 10 years later you can take it for what it is and have fun with time it time and a place you know yeah. time and a place and also also because we're not taking that too seriously we have room for people like kendrick and people who do actually have a message and are getting their 15 seconds of fame and making a a, a legendary career out of it. Yeah. I think what's happening is like kind of like the Eminem effect where he was coming in an era where it was like gangster rap and a shiny suit rap and and South rap and crunk. And then here comes Eminem who's lyrical, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's so good that he just won't be denied. So yeah. that's what's happening with Kendrick now. Like he's just so good that that it, that some enough people think he's good to where like this is his shine, right? Yeah. And like Kendrick and uh, Cole, like everyone's just like, oh, these cats yes. are just so dope that you can't deny it anymore. Yeah, like, and it's a relief to see that people still can't deny good music, that we're not so fucking asleep, excuse my language, yeah. that we're not so asleep that we can't discern between what's gonna feed our soul and what's just gonna, you know, feed the corporation's pockets. It's like fast food. You gotta eat the salad, eat at home every once in a while. <laughs> but you drive by this McDonald's, you might feel like a cheeseburger one day. Fucking pull up. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll live. It's when you happen to be at the McDonald's all the fucking time that then that's when the issues start, you know? Oh, yeah. Or you, or you don't know where like the home meal tastes like. You don't even remember it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it, oh, cause we were growing up, we were eating good cause our parents were, you know what I'm saying? So it's the same kind yes. of vibe, right? Yeah. It's a, like, so it's like artists like you guys where it's like, we're independent. Uh-huh. And we're super talented. We won't be denied. We got this really dope project coming out. Uh, uh, w- this is the, the future. Yeah. And we're providing it for you. Pay attention and support it and, and be there. We try really hard and it's real dope. And that's what's important to keep supporting artists that just like independent at the yeah. very end is going to save everything. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, at this point, like honestly, because this is my debut project, like all I'm really focusing on is just creating a fan base and creating good music because I mean, I've had many opportunities where people, you know, just actually very recently where people, you know, shoot me beats or shoot me different styles of music and all they really care about is making some money or placing it to different artists that are already established. And, you know, I still have to have my passion project because at the end of the day, like what's really going to make me happy 
and and what's going to have the biggest chances of of really getting me paid it's what i truly believe in and i'm all about creating music that i truly believe in and, and i really respect people like like kendrick lamar i'm a humongous fan of, of 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 his because he's really staying true like you see him evolving in front of the mainstream audiences like i mean you can't even knock bad blood like you yeah. can't like yeah. that shit is awesome <laughs> that, that, it, it's so well it's so well delivered that it's just like oh this is dope like i could see how this could be dope yes. to someone maybe not you specifically right yeah but you're able to recognize oh i could see how someone likes this yeah when there's shit out there that you you can't fathom how like how is this good dude Cause it, cause it's really not right, but yeah. it's popular or yeah. so many people have so, so bad taste where it's like, all right, okay, I guess like fuck, dude. Yeah. Or yeah. it just, or, or the trick that their little trick they do is play it over and over again. Yep. Uh, oh, again. like living La Vida Loca. <laughs> Hey, no. don't you dare diss Ricky Martin. How dare you? Ricky Martin. He got offended for Ricky Martin. <laughs> the interview's so, over. It's <laughs> but you know what? It gives me hope. Yeah. Like, okay, there's one side of the spectrum which is telling you, well, hits are paid for. Hits mm. are paid for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm putting this on the radio. Like, he was just talking about how Jason Derulo's being shoved down our throats, yeah. that that's not really that good. I, I don't think I've ever heard of one good Jason Derulo. Jason song. Derulo? You know, you're the one I want to want me. Yeah, see, she knows what's up. She's a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. And then, you know, so we yeah. have that. It's and then, payola. Yeah, and then we have people that were just like, that's so dope. And that's what's going to get the plays that yeah. are repeated and repeated on YouTube, yeah. you know? Like, no matter how much marketing goes on, what's really good is going to actually prevail. And then we have such a selection of music now. Like, with the internet, like, we can really customize our tastes. And we can, you know, we don't necessarily have to be yeah. sub subjected YouTube, to what's popular. YouTube uh, saved the music industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. And the way that they did it was... It, 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 it's like the perfect example of like do as little as possible like work smarter not harder right yeah. so YouTube doesn't do anything at this point like YouTube doesn't do it it's just like hey come upload your music and then we'll pay you very little once you get a certain amount of hits right yeah. <laughs> so then what people are doing okay here's six channels and each video gets 200,000 hits so now they're starting to live off of YouTube yep. but YouTube is like at the end of the day they're still just like sitting back and just catching checks yeah, yeah. the advertisements yeah. really really make sure that they're they're chilling but and like you said uh uh since you're an independent artist you're able real real fans will will play your shit over and over again yeah and it keeps you in line and I guess is what MTV was yes yeah what it was it was like the area when you wanted to hear someone new coming you heard like oh, nirvana who the fuck is Nirvana? boom that's what nirvana is and then you would just be glued to mtv waiting to see the next one well the because there one. was a there was a ardent passionate tastemaker making the decision of what was going to be put on next um it like the whole world has changed like now that corporations run everything and it's a lot to do with product placement what's really gonna matter is like what's what's feeding those corporations and if that means you know you know uh beyonce you know doing a pepsi ad and that's what's gonna fund her you know her album then that's what's gonna run things you know but then you start getting into like uh the aspects of like greed and like too much right because mtv music television plays no music not anymore. Yeah. Zero music. It's all reality shows and product placement within them. Ridiculous. Yeah. Th dude, that's ridiculous. When I was growing up, like, I, I would wake up every morning and watch videos 
on MTV or come back and watch uh, 106 in Park or like some really dope. And now all that's all gone because yeah. the way, oh, we need more money. We want more money. Mm-hmm. You don't need more money. You want more money. Yep. And at this, we're just going to go, well, fuck it. You know, who who's watching it? it well, people that with the money that you want, they have the money you want. So feed them bullshit. So you know what I'm saying? It just like yeah. becomes this thing of like the artistic value of music. It's just up to the artist completely now. But you know, now, yeah, now we have, I mean, we have Vimeo, yeah. we have Vivo, yeah. we have YouTube, we yeah. have Pandora, we have Spotify. There's so many outlets for not just uh, listening to what you want, but it is to discover something new. Like yeah. me and him were just talking about, cause he has, he has a reggae band. Mm-hmm. That's a super dope, like hip hop reggae band. And they just finished like their, their in studio single that they're planning on doing a What's music video for. It's called Suspected. Suspected? Yeah, it's like yeah. the word suspected, but like yeah. separated. Suspected. Well, you tell them a little bit about. Um, well, basically, there's like six of us, and we're all like musicians that come from different backgrounds, from like metal to hip hop to, you know, like, you know, church drumming. You know what I mean? Like, and we all kind of like give our own like artistic musical expression into a formula that creates like, you know, hip hop and reggae. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it's a very fun thing. It's very new and it's very reminiscent of Sublime, but at the same time, it's still, it's, it's original own thing. Southern California hip hop, feel good reggae, like that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I band? play guitar and I rap and I sing. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's a fun thing, man. And you produce. Don't forget you produce. Oh, yeah. And you engineer. Well, we're, we're all like, business. we're all either a producer, engineer, or writer. All six of us. How did it, when did it start for you? When did you like realize that you had this? It was weird because we were all kicking in the studio one day and it was like mm-hmm. me. It was the three vocalists that are actual vocalists in the band and we did a song together. And uh, we had an event coming up at the studio. We used to hold this open mic at my dance studio next door and we were like, dang, we need to perform this. Like we should use a full band. And then once we uh, figured out that we would use a full band for that song, we decided that we might as well be a band and write songs and do the whole band thing. It's dope. And, and you know, it worked, it worked out good, man. You guys got projects and albums and all that stuff? Yeah, we have, a, uh, we have a project on iTunes called The Lineup. It's like an EP. Honestly, I've, it's kind of like that. It was one of the projects I've grown out of. Like, I don't even listen to it myself anymore. Like, not, not that it's bad or anything, but I kind of just like, you know, like we have so much better stuff that's coming out now that, yeah. that it's, it's, it's going to be great, dude. Like our, my last, well, we've been together for like three years and like we've grown so much as musicians and it's helped me with like rain stuff and then, and all the stuff that we've done. It's just, it's been a blessing, dude. To just think about like all the stuff that we've done and created and and you know like three or four years ago like when me when me and her first met I was telling her like I want to I want a band that's hip hop and reggae and, yeah. and 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 infuses all the music that I grew up on together and 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 I want to write and produce in it and be and be one of the frontmen and 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 exactly exactly what happened so it's it's a blessing that's dope definitely man. I like what about your hair. Um, I dude, like your hair. Like, it's, I like it too. It, it's a, I, I get it's a podcast question. so people can't see you, but it, what, what do we call these? Dreadlocks. You got dread, like, yeah. dreadlocks. Yeah, man. It's, now, how it's, long have you had your dreadlocks for? Let's see. My dread anniversary is like pretty much Thanksgiving time. Um, the last Thanksgiving, <laughs> it was like five years. And before that, I grew it out for like maybe about a year and a half mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, like what I, the, my short answer is six and a half years ago, I was like bald. And, and you were bald. It's like a one even, like your hair. Dude. Okay, like I why? wasn't bald, but why? You know, why did I decide to? Yeah, well, do when did when and why did you say you know? Um, did well, you I always want to do it? Or you did okay in tenth grade, but I had them for like one or two months and I cut them. Well, and every time I saw dreads after that, I was like, dang, like I want some. But like the whole like the whole message behind it, like it's a few different things. Like literally looking at it, it's like, all right, this person is showing that they have you know not only patience, they, patience. 
dedication. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, you know, you have to, there's a certain stage dreads go through where it's like, you know, they kind of look kind of funky. So it's like, you have that whole stigma of like, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of not care about what people are thinking about you. Right. You know, it's like, it's like an ugly duckling, you know, it might be ugly, but you know, one day, you know, you'll grow into a beautiful being that people are going to gravitate towards too. Right. You know what I mean? And like, you know, and like, it's, 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 it means a few different things, man. Like, you know, people always ask me like when I'm going to cut them and it's like when it's time, you know, and I kind of been thinking about it recently and you know, like it's kind of just like, she's like, no, it's kind of like, cause I've been studying like <laughs> Buddhism and it's like, you know, you can't come become kind of attached to things. And like, I tell people like when I'm Buddha not, was bald. I ironically, when I'm not so attached to them anymore, they're not going to be attached to me. You know what I mean? Like nice. when, you know, but you you can't become attached to things, you know what I mean? You can't hold value to a material thing. My hair's not a material thing, but at the same time it's like, you know, like I can't I can't be devastated if one day one of them falls off so I have to cut them. Like I can't I can't be so much attached to them that I can't continue my life if they're not there. I have to be okay with whether I'm bald or whether I have dreads. And that that in itself makes me a better person. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So when the time comes, they're going to come off. But so is it a lot of If that time does Is it come. a lot of upkeeping or is it at this point just so a lot of people think dreads are easy, but they're not easy. Um, it's all about the roots, man, which is a very, a very, uh, what? That's a very, that's a statement that you can take a few different ways. Well, it's you know a misconception I mean? it's a liter- that like people that with dreads don't wash their head. Oh, oh see God. that thing too. People ask me all the time, yeah. do I wash my it's hair? And I, I do wash my hair, yeah, dude. Um, you'd, you'd have to, right? Like, you I don't, I don't have to wash too. it as often as people who don't have dreads, but it's the same thing with girls. Like, girls don't wash yeah, their hair. Yeah, my every wife day. tells me, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I wash my hair yesterday, or I wash my, it's I, bad if you wash your hair every day. And to yeah. me, I, I, do, I, I shower twice in a 24 hour period. Uh-huh. Like, I can't stand not, like, I'm gonna go home and I'm shower. And I showered, <laughs> like, I, I cannot stand not being clean. Uh-huh. Like, it's a, it's a, almost like a, to yeah. like a fault of mine like babe like i haven't showered in like all day i gotta fucking shower because that's all i'm thinking about for yeah. some reason i don't know and when i was a kid i used to hate to shower but wow. as an adult it's like the greatest fucking feeling in the world oh, you know yeah. it's so relaxing it is amazing i don't know how because i have to argue with her jamie get in the shower jamie get in. she's like oh my gosh that. my daughter's the same i remember that what it's you're clean but as soon as they get in there they're so happy yeah now they're just jumping in <laughs> she's all singing my daughter's singing in the shower hella loud yeah, the, uh, julia it's kind she's kind of with it kind of not with it sometimes she'll she'll be like really oh excited she's in there and other times she'll start crying and stuff see she knows we're talking about her look at bath? it there she goes can't take a bath juliet yeah <laughs> yeah she's a bad look go. at her <laughs> just like that going there, yeah. <laughs> uh okay but you clean your head oh yeah okay yeah. absolutely that's what's up <laughs> Dude, no I, I i i say that because i used to have an afro uh-huh like uh nice. when i was like uh 17 through like maybe 22 23 i had like a fro and i do hang cut and everything like i just had the, it's the, hard to maintain right i didn't do it i went and i had the person cut my oh, hair by hand damn. and all that stuff see? and it, people were like dude you got a fucking afro like it was like a weird <laughs> thing to see a mexican kid with a fro right and i get it but it looked dope and then if i put joe in it it looked like like dragon ball get, Z, like oh, really sick I get, I get, I get, I get. so i was really with it and then, dope, dope. And then i had to cut it for see like the thing about afros years. too is the maintenance dude you have to brush it so often enough so that there's not too many naps, but you can't brush it so often that your hair gets thinner. Well, my hair's not yeah, curly like yours. Oh, like, yeah. My hair's not like that. Mine's straight. So yeah. it would just be like hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> what, what nationality are we? Um, my mom is full Filipino. Uh-huh. My dad is a quarter Portuguese. 
uh, quarter Cape Verdean, which I think is somewhere in Africa, and then uh, half black. So I'm pretty much like quarter Portuguese. Um, so your mom is Portuguese. Quarter black and half Filipino. No, my mom's Filipino. Filipino? Yeah. Do you speak any other language but English? I wish I did. <laughs> but I, I probably know Spanish more than any other language that's, that's not English. Filipino <laughs> and, and Spanish have a lot of common words. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah common yeah. words with it. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, no, I'm just wondering because I'm trying to, I'm trying to place him. Your features are I'm very mysterious. Your features are, are like, yeah, I see the eyes. I see the Filipino, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, the hair, I could see like the, the African or the black, yeah, right? Yeah. But, uh, like the lips are kind of throwing me off. Like from here to here, I could see it, but then the skin color too. Oh, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. first met him, when we first met each other, we both looked at each other like, what are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, that's what's up. Uh, no, uh, I'm glad you guys are working together. I can see there's a lot of chemistry and a lot of positive energy coming oh, from you guys. Yeah. You're, 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 from the little bit of time that we talked, I can see you're like, okay, I'm on a, I'm on a good vibe road with myself. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's, it's funny. One of my, um, well, I work at a medical marijuana dispensary and one of my patients that like, came up to me and said, he was like, I could tell that you're very comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a very good compliment for me because it's like, you know, like in order for you to get at that point, you really have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've really found out who I am within the last few years. And it was, it was just a great compliment for me. And to I, come from you too, I gotta it's learn. great. I got to learn. Well, because I like sit like uh, I've always had it where I talk to people uh-huh. and in my head, I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm really trying to figure you out. And that's always since I was like a kid. Uh-huh. Like I've always just done that, right? So like these interview things are like, just came naturally to do yeah, eventually, yeah. right? But uh, that's something that I got to learn to do with me because I think there's no time for me. Like, there's no time for me. Like, dude, like, uh, like let's shower, get out the house, and let's move on. Like, that's just the way uh-huh. I'm at. So I don't really even think about myself a lot. Uh-huh. It's just weird. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is the vessel, and you got shit to do. Let's move on. But well, you that's, know what? that's usually how it comes, honestly. Like, yeah. if you're asking me how I do it, that's the exact way I do it. Like, you just can't, yeah. you can't really be stuck in the mirror for 30 minutes or an hour yeah. trying to figure out what people are going to like and what people aren't going to like. Because some people when, are so comfortable yeah. there, though. To, some people are so comfortable to, okay, uh, me, image is me. They like, they're like, okay, your body is you. And I get it. Yes, but I think what's more important is what you leave behind. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I, to me, that's always like, that's why it's like rush time. Like, it's so important, like, what you leave behind, not what you're doing right now, currently. Mm-hmm. Even there's, I don't know if it makes sense, but like, uh, I want to be like a, someone that's like accomplished. Yeah. I want to be able to do something. And yeah. I think if I would start concentrating on myself, like, that's too much. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a distraction from. Well, no, I mean, you got to have a balance. Like, I mean, both of us study like Buddhist philosophy and we pretty much just study like, religions and like other philosophies in general to get to know ourselves better but what i mean what i've learned supremely is that we learn best about ourselves through other people through relationship with other people like you can have a relationship with yourself you can have a relationship with god but like when you have a relationship with somebody else that's really long-standing that's when you really get to know like who you really are because it gets mirrored back to you like for for instance yourself and your wife like like how how Tell me, you can't tell me that you haven't learned more about yourself from your marriage with, with, with concept like, like, than you have with anything else because it's a level of intimacy where you could really see into each other's souls. Like what you were saying, like earlier, like, you know, you're talking, you're interviewing with people, but you're just, you're trying to figure them out. Mm-hmm. And like, you're, you're basically like, like, 
I would call it like soul gazing. Like honestly, like you should check out a movie that we took a lot of inspiration from. It's called Waking Life. And it's all about just understanding like life as a dream mm -hmm. and what it means to relate to other people and just to understand that there's really no coincidences. Like you're blessed because you get to talk to so many different people all in a day. Mm -hmm. So in reality, you're learning more about yourself than anybody else. And, and, and it, I had an epiphany the other day and I was like, your life is it's a it's a direct reflection of the relationship you have with other people. Yes. So like and if you really think that's the truth like your life the quality of your life everything that your life is is the, the reflection of the relationships that you have. Mm -hmm. So if you yeah. have like a really good relationship with your mom, that's going to guide your life in a certain way. If you mm -hmm. have a really bad relationship, it's also going to guide you in a certain yep. way. Oh, yeah. So it, so I'm saying so it's so it's how important it is to actually like communicate and and coexist with other pe with other human beings. Yeah. It's so important. You'll learn things you never knew from a complete stranger. Yeah. And that's what I love having these conversations like Whenever I approach anything, especially, especially like political or a religious like conversation, you might know something that I don't know and I want to know it. So I'm listening instead yeah. of the opposite. What I think like 90% of the population do is, Oh, I know something you don't know. Fuck you. You need to listen. I know better than you do or you, you know, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. If you just take kind of like a, a, an approach of, okay, let's see what you got and really yeah. be open minded to the, Oh man, maybe they're right. Yeah. That's yes. a good point. Maybe, maybe you know, I'm a Christian, but like, yeah, the atheist kind of makes a good, decent, yeah, yeah, yeah. decent point, which is good because which can make your faith stronger at the end of the day. Way stronger yes. you're like, because you question it. It's, it's, a, it's a question. It's a problem. I and mean, you worked on the line to figure it out. Yo, tell them about the time we were in downtown LA with the with the religious people, and we were testing their faith. Oh man, <laughs> we got into some deep conversations. <laughs> I don't think they liked it. Oh yeah, they, they hate it. I don't know. They I think I think it. I think the problem with some of the organized religions is that they kind of just they they bash that open mindedness. They're just like you know, like you're 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 really you're really reprimanded for ever kind of even ever thinking it outside the box in any kind of yeah. way. You know what I mean? Like it's. I hate that I can't raise my hand in church. Like I wish I could. Ask a question. Because he's, he's, and, and I want to, so I take it on faith. He's my pastor, right? So I take it in faith that he knows what he's talking about, right? And he also shows you, hey, the Jacob 324 slash follow. You get it. I get that part. But I'm saying, okay, now I have a question. Can I, I just wish I could like, you know what I'm saying? And then get further and deep. But even in school, they don't really want you. Asking oh, too no, many no, no. They're teaching you something that they don't really want you to ask a lot of questions yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Napoleon did this. Is okay, but it turns out Napoleon was a like an asshole. Like, oh yeah, he was like a horrible human being. Yeah. Or Christopher Columbus like oh, discovered America, and it's like, oh, this coincidence where he turned left and he was thought he was in India. It didn't tell you that he enslaved all these people, murdered. Like, there's yeah. none of that is there. Right, and it's like that's the real history, and like, yes. why was he there? What did he yes. do? Did he tell you that he burned all the other boats so that no one was able to leave? Once he like, those are things that they never tell you. Like, and it's yeah. important. Yeah, and then you figure it out when you're older, and you're like, should I even trust my government? <laughs> yeah, like yes. they, they didn't even want to tell me. And this. the answer is probably no. Yeah, but you have to rely on them for yeah. certain things. You know? Yeah, so it's a really complex thing once you start take, opening yeah. your mind to what other people 
have to offer. Uh-huh. You know, like that information, religious, all that kind of stuff. I love it. I'm fascinated by human beings. Yes. Yeah. I think it's important to yeah. really question things. Like we were just talking about criticism and we're talking about relationships and relationships are all about like just trying to explore a different perspective. Like mm-hmm. they don't tell kids that like, you know, um, Jamie, uh, cover your ears. They, they, no, no, no. It's nothing bad. They don't tell kids that like Jesus was tested at the top of the mountain by the devil himself mm-hmm. for his beliefs. Mm-hmm. Or they don't tell about Buddhism how like Buddha was also tested in a similar way. Like they don't tell about the continuities that happen with these. Av- I call them avatars because they're just supreme mm-hmm. beings that we're supposed to look up to mm-hmm. about how important it was for them to strengthen their faith by having it questioned. And nowadays, you know, I think it's so appropriate that the name of your show is called Wake the flock up because it's all about questioning Mm -hmm. and it's all about embracing a a bigger perspective through through interviewing through relationship the 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 whole premise that's the whole point of the show was like wake the flock up to the fact that we're more than what they're portraying us to be on the the television and we're not gangsters and we're moms we're daughters we're husbands we're christians we're muslims we're we're all these things and at the end of the day we're artists and we're just we're just kids that want to do something special with our lives. We're not all there to, you know, get super rich. And if that getting super rich is just like a bonus, you know, for more, a payoff. And some of us are never get there. We won't see a million dollars. Some of us won't. Some of us will see four or five, you know, but the main focus is to wake them up to we're more than they're portraying our generation to be. Yes. And that's, you know? that's what our EP is totally about too. Like, um, the beginning, the introduction is like, the introduction is actually the last song that I really recorded for the project. Like it was the intro and it's all about, um, you know, just realizing that you, that you woke up to your potential, mm-hmm. that what you were dreaming about actually came true. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I think that's what we're, we're, we're all trying to do. Like we're, we're what we call, like, I like to call it like a light worker, somebody that goes out there and is doing their best to inspire the world, just like what you're doing. You know, like, I think it's emblematic that you have this as the title for your show. And it's completely like, uh, you know, it's in synchronicity with what we're trying to do with our music and with this project in particular, which is to wake people up, Mm -hmm. to to get people to realize that they do have complete control, whether they believe it or not, because, you know, whether you believe that you can or you can't, you're right. Well said.
Shoot out your social media, all that stuff, and when and where we can find the project. Um, you can find me at Steelo Free uh, for Twitter and Instagram at S C E E L O Free. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Just uh, search Jeremy Silva. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm pretty easy to interact with. If you really want to hit me up, just send me a message or something. Yeah, cool. same here. Um, Rainbow Zoo, R A I N B I S O U. People always fuck it up. But you can also find me as Rena Cervantes. Like both of us have like aliases, but we also have like our own personal names, and we're open to interacting with people in every way, shape, or form. Like like I said, like our our point is to inspire and to expand our network, and um, both of our music is on youtube for his project for my project and then also for like our this upcoming one when can we expect it i want to know (laughs) we don't have to be safe i'd say late august yeah okay it's gonna be this summer i'm gonna get some exclusives for this episode right oh yes of course so because i really want them uh to really uh, like get to see it get to like experience it and i think it'll be much well uh kind of like taken if during like you guys talking about it and really like breaking it down like the way you guys did. I think it'll be very important too. Oh, For them yeah. to see the result of what you guys are speaking about. Well, I'm going to send you a link cool. and I'm going to send you the cover art and you can feel free to like, you know, promote a couple of the songs. Yeah. Like that's what we want. We just want people to get the message yeah. and we're just, we're super stoked about it. Like I really feel that I did my very best and I'm, it just motivates me for the future. Like I'm even more excited about the album that we have coming, which is, really what i've been wanting to do like i've been researching like all of the futuristic r&b styles and the singers and the messages and lyricism so we've got a lot coming i can't wait so you guys are welcome back whenever you guys like awesome uh yeah Thank man you. we we have us uh, really dope artists all the time if you're interested in someone you're a fan of someone we announce the artist like a week or two before they come on right and then we we promote it once they're released but when a co-host you know same thing holler at me be like hey you know yes. what i really want to meet them this would be super dope nice. just come down and kick it and you know send in the audience all that stuff sounds good so uh thank you guys for dropping by thank you man i had a great time and i love Likewise. this existentialist conversation <laughs> it's, it's hard to like um some people are just dumb, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that they're dumb. They're just not, they're just like not on that level. They're just not. Well, like you said, there's you know, levels to this. There's levels yeah. to it. There's levels to life. There's levels to, you know, like just, um, existence. And I think yeah. like once the people that are aware of themselves, you really, your mind really wanders to beautiful places. Like, yes. you know what I mean? You just want more knowledge. You should seek it out. So, uh, let's do it again. Yeah, That's definitely. Great. Most great. So for Nay, Nay's satanic shirt, she took off and put something else on. <laughs> <laughs> for Jamie, for Juliet, for my beautiful wife, for our beautiful and gorgeous guests today. Thank you both for coming through tonight. Right, thank thank you, really you. Appreciate it for hip hop everywhere. This is Concept Seven One Four, asking you, demanding that you help us. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
Wake the fuck up!